Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the pub, our last visit for February 23. You know, some of our little chats here have ventured into some pretty serious topics and issues of immense importance and impact to just about everyone. Well, today is not one of those days. Today, I want to chat about something that's so personal and so near and dear to my heart that some of you may never want to come back to the pub. There are some things in life that just seem to stand out as such an injustice and prejudice that you just have to jump up on a soapbox and take a stand. And this is one of those times. Now, you may be wondering, of all the concerns and problems facing us in the U.S. and around the world, and all the things we've talked about, uh, there have been quite a few of those. What could it be that is of such importance, of such urgency, that it has risen to the level of a discussion topic here at the Raven and Thistle Pub? Well, I will tell you in one word, Velveeta. That's right, Velveeta cheese. I am fucking sick and tired of the disrespect, the indifference, and the downright hostility that Velveeta cheese has been subjected to. I I think a little cheesy history lesson here is important. Cheese happens to be one of the oldest produced foods in the world. There's over a thousand types of cheeses going back to prehistoric times, 8,000 BC, when sheep were first domesticated. Uh, Since animal skins and inflated internal organs have been used, uh, the the storage vessels range for a lot of these foodstuffs, and it's probable that the process of cheesemaking was discovered accidentally by storing some milk in a container made from the stomach of an animal, resulting in milk turning to curd, and when that by the rennet in the stomach, it turns to cheese. Now, there is a legend with variations uh, about the discovery of cheese by an Arab trader who used this method of storing milk. The earliest evidence of cheesemaking in the archaeological records goes back to 5500 BC and is found in what is now central Poland, where strainers coated with milk fat molecules have been found. Now, cheese is valued for its portability. It's got a long shelf life. It's got a high content of fat, protein, calcium, and phosphorus. Uh, Cheese is more compact and has a longer shelf life than milk, although how long you can keep cheese really depends on the type of cheese, right? Now, outside of its obvious nutritional value, scientists have been debating how cheese might affect your sleep. There is some evidence that the tryptophan in cheese can be a sleep-inducing thing, you know, similar to the nature of the effect that turkey has on you. The high levels of calcium in cheese facilitate the use of tryptophan in the body to produce melatonin, which makes you want to go to sleep. Of course, no discussion of cheese would be complete without mentioning the folk belief that cheese eaten close to bedtime can cause nightmares. But, you know, this may just be a reflection of the Charles Dickens story, A Christmas Carol. Uh, You'll remember that Ebenezer Scrooge attributes his visions of Jacob Marley to some cheese that he ate. Now, back in the 19th century, cheese was also used as a figurative way of saying the proper thing. Now, this usage comes from the old Persian word cheese, spelled with a Z, which means just something. Uh, the, The term cheese in this sense was picked up by the colonial British folks in India back in the early 1800s. Uh, It was also kind of used in the sense of this is a big thing. For example, you know, hey, he's the big cheese. Um, That that was first used back in 1914 to kind of mean an important person. Uh, Now, that's an American English uh, uh, idiom, of course. Now, the expression to cut a big cheese was used to, to to look important. This figurative expression kind of referred to those huge wheels of cheese that were displayed by cheese retailers as a publicity stunt. Of course, The phrase cutting the cheese also became an American slang term meaning to flatulate. 
So, okay, well, maybe that's a good place to end our cheese history lesson for today. Velveeta, not a type of cheese, but rather just a brand name for a processed cheese product similar to American cheese. Invented back in 1918 by Emil Frey of the Montero uh, Cheese Company in Monroe, New York, back in 1923. The Velveeta Cheese Company, incorporated as a separate company, had two types of, of, of cheeses, Swiss and American. Um, back in the late 20s, it was purchased by Kraft Foods. Now, in the 30s, Velveeta was the first cheese product to gain the American Medical Association seal of approval. It was reformulated back in 1953 as a cheese spread, but then in 22, uh, or back in 2002, I guess, Velveeta had to be labeled in the U.S. as a pasteurized prepared cheese product. Now, the name Velveeta was intended to, to mean this velvety, smooth, edible product. Smoothness and melting ability are promoted as its properties. Um, now, this just comes from the way that they reincorporate the whey with the curd. Uh, some cheese uh, chemistry here that I don't really understand. Now, the brand has been expanded into a line of products that include, you know, a bunch of other stuff, macaroni and cheese and cheesy bites and stuff. Now, Kraft Foods tells us that, that Velveeta's ingredients are milk, water, whey, milk protein concentrate, milk fat, yada, 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 all the typical ingredients that all the other cheeses have. In 2002, the FDA issued a warning letter to Kraft that Velveeta was being packaged and sold uh, and described as a pasteurized processed cheese spread. Now, the FDA claimed that was false because the product listed milk protein concentrate in its ingredients. It's just a bunch of bullshit from the FDA. Now, now Velveeta is sold in the U.S. as a pasteurized cheese product. That's a term for which the FDA doesn't even keep a standard identity. They don't even know what the hell it means. Um, it just means it contains milk protein concentrate. Now, we all know that, that, that you can use Velveeta in a lot of things, chili con queso, grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, you know, it's sold in several places around the world, the United States, Canada, Hong Kong, Panama. You can get it just about anywhere. And, you know, the, the, uh, the, with, with all of this information, with all this background, how in the world can grocery stores continue to refuse to stock Velveeta with the other cheeses? The blatant discrimination here is undeniable. Now, I'm the last person to buy into conspiracy theories, but what the hell? What shadowy cheese syndicate is behind this? How does Cheddar, the big bully of the cheese world, get away with marginalizing poor Velveeta and its resultant location on some hidden shelf far from the dairy section in the grocery store? It's not right, damn it, and I won't rest until Velveeta assumes its rightful place next to the Roquefort and the mozzarellas of this world. Oh, okay. Maybe enough about cheese for today. Uh, I'm going to grab another drink from the bar. And hey, stick around. I've got a great uppity woman's story for you. You think you've got on-the-job stress? In 1601, right after graduating from the super prestigious French Hotel Dieu School for Midwives, Louise Bourgeois had the assignment of delivering Queen Maria de Medici's first kid. Now, it goes without saying, queens and first-time moms are spectacularly tricky customers. What Louise really sweated, however, was the audience. She had to deliver the goods in front of hundreds of spectators, most of them men. Mom, baby, and audience pulled through just fine, though, and Louise went on to bring over 2,000 kids into the world. 
In her 40s, Bourgeois wrote the first of several books on childbirth, hailed as the most useful obstetrics materials since the time of Dr. Tratula, who had lived 500 years earlier in Italy. Like previous tomes, Luisa's birth books had a long shelf life, got translated into various languages, and were predictably plagiarized for centuries. Well, Louise, you were punching way above your weight hundreds of years ago. Hats off to you. And thanks, everybody, for sticking around the pub today. I appreciate your visit. Ciao.